Chapters ten to thirteen, book twenty, volume two of Le Mort d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. Le Mort d'Arthur, volume two, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Chapter ten. How King Arthur, at the request of Sir Gawain, concluded to make war against Sir Launcelot, and laid siege to his castle called Joyous Guard. Alas, said Sir Gawain, now is my joy gone. And then he fell down and swooned, and long he lay there as he had been dead. And then, when he arose of his swoon, he cried out sorrowfully, and said, Alas, and right, so Sir Gawain ran to the king, crying and weeping, O King Arthur, mine uncle, my good brother Sir Gareth is slain, and so is my brother Sir Gaharis, the which were two noble knights. Then the king wept, and he both, and so they fell a-swooning. And when they were revived, then spake Sir Gawain, Sir, I will go see my brother, Sir Gareth. Ye may not see him, said the king, for I caused him to be interred, and Sir Gaharis both, for I well understood that ye would make overmuch sorrow, and the sight of Sir Gareth should have caused your double sorrow. Alas, my lord, said Sir Gawain, how slew he my brother, Sir Gareth? My own good lord, I pray you tell me. Truly, said the king, I shall tell you how it is told me. Sir Launcelot slew him, and Sir Gaharis both. Alas, said Sir Gawain, they bear none arms against him, neither of them both. I wot not how it was, said the king, but as it is said, Sir Launcelot slew them both in the thickest of the press, and knew them not, and therefore let us shape a remedy for to revenge their deaths. My king, my lord, and mine uncle, said Sir Gawain, which you will, now I shall make you a promise that I shall hold by my knighthood, that from this day I shall never fail Sir Launcelot until the one of us have slain the other. And therefore I require you, my lord and king, dress you to the war, for which you will, I will be revenged upon Sir Launcelot. And therefore, as ye will have my service and my love, now haste you thereto, and assay your friends. For I promise unto God, said Sir Gawain, for the death of my brother Sir Gareth, I shall seek Sir Launcelot throughout seven kings' realms, but I shall slay him, or else he shall slay me. Ye shall not need to seek him so far, said the king, as I hear say, Sir Launcelot will abide me and you in the joyous guard, and much people draweth unto him, as I hear say. That may I believe, said Sir Gawaine, but my lord, he said, assay your friends, and I will assay mine. It shall be done, said the king, and as I suppose I shall be big enough to draw him out of the biggest tower of his castle. So then the king sent letters and writs throughout all England, both in the length and the breadth, for to a summon all his knights. And so unto Arthur drew many knights, dukes and earls, so that he had a great host. And when they were assembled, the king informed them how Sir Launcelot had bereft him his queen. Then the king and all his host made them ready to lay siege about Sir Launcelot, where he lay within joyous guard. Thereof heard Sir Launcelot, and pervade him of many good knights, for with him held many knights, and some for his own sake and some for the queen's sake thus they were on both parties well furnished and garnished with all manner of thing that longed to the war but king arthur's host was so big that sir launcelot would not abide him in the field for he was full loath to do battle against the king but sir launcelot drew him to his strong castle with all manner of victual and as many noble men as he might suffice within the town and the castle then came king arthur with sir gawaine with an huge host and laid a siege all about joyous guard both at the town and at the castle 
and there they made strong war on both parties but in no wise sir launcelot would ride out nor go out of his castle of long time neither he would none of his good knights to issue out neither none of the town nor of the castle until fifteen weeks were past chapter eleven of the communication between king arthur and sir launcelot and how king arthur reproved him then it befell upon a day in harvest time sir launcelot looked over the walls and spoke on high unto king arthur and sir gawaine my lords both wit ye well all is in vain that ye make at this siege for here win ye no worship but maugre and dishonour for an it list me to come myself out and my good knights i should full soon make an end of this war come forth said arthur unto launcelot and thou durst and i promise thee i shall meet thee in midst of the field god defend me said sir launcelot that ever i should encounter with the most noble king that made me knight fie upon thy fair language said the king for wit you well and trust it i am thy mortal foe and ever will to my death day for thou hast slain my good knights and full noble men of my blood that i shall never recover again also thou hast lain by my queen and holden her many winters and sithen like a traitor taken her from me by force my most noble lord and king said sir launcelot ye may say what ye will for ye wot well with yourself will i not strive but thereas ye say i have slain your good knights i wot well that i have done so and that me sore repenteth but i was enforced to do battle with them in saving of my life or else i must have suffered them to have slain me and as for my lady queen guinevere except your person of your highness and my lord sir gawaine there is no knight under heaven that dare make it good upon me that ever i was a traitor unto your person and where it please you to say that i have holden my lady your queen years and winters unto that i shall ever make a large answer and prove it upon any knight that beareth the life except your person and sir gawaine that my lady queen guenevere is a true lady unto your person as any is living unto her lord and that will i make good with my hands albeit it hath liked her good grace to have me in sheerty and to cherish me more than any other knight and unto my power i again have deserved her love for oft times my lord ye have consented that she should be brent and destroyed in your heat and then it fortuned me to do battle for her for i departed from her adversary they confessed their untruth and she full worshipfully excused and at such times my lord arthur said sir launcelot ye loved me and thanked me when i saved your queen from the fire and then ye promised me for ever to be my good lord and now methinketh ye reward me full ill for my good service and my good lord meseemeth i had lost a great part of my worship in my knighthood and i had suffered my lady your queen to have been brent and insomuch she should have been brent for my sake for sithen i have done battles for your queen in other quarrels than in mine own meseemeth now i had more right to do battle for her in right quarrel and therefore my good and gracious lord said sir launcelot take your queen unto your good grace for she is both fair true and good fie on thee false recreant knight said sir gawaine i let thee wit my lord mine uncle king arthur shall have his queen and thee maugre thy visage and slay you both whether it please him it may well be said sir launcelot that wit you well my lord sir gawaine and me list to come out of this castle ye should win me and the queen more harder than ever ye won a strong battle fie on thy proud words said sir gawaine as for my lady the queen i will never say of her shame but thou false and recreant knight said sir gawaine what cause hast thou to slay my good brother sir gareth that loved thee more than all my kin alas thou madest him knight thine own hands why slew thou him that loved thee so well for to excuse me said sir launcelot it helpeth me not 
but by jesu and by the faith that i owe to the high order of knighthood i should with as good will have slain my nephew sir bors de Ganis at that time but alas that ever i was so unhappy said launcelot that i had not seen sir gareth and sir gaheris thou liest recreant knight said sir gawaine thou slewest him in despite of me and therefore wit thou well i shall make war to thee and all the while that i may live that me repenteth said sir launcelot for well i understand it helpeth not to seek none accordment while ye sir gawaine are so mischievously set and if ye were not i would not doubt to have the good grace of my lord arthur i believe it well false recreant knight said sir gawaine for thou hast many long days overled me and us all and destroyed many of our good knights ye say as it pleaseth you said sir launcelot and yet may it never be said on me and openly proved that ever i by a forecast of treason slew no good knight as my lord sir gawaine ye have done and so did i never but in my defence that i was driven thereto in saving of my life ah false knight said sir gawaine that thou meanest by sir lamerick wit thou well i slew him you slew him not yourself said sir launcelot it had been overmuch on hand for you to have slain him for he was one of the best knights christened of his age and it was great pity of his death chapter twelve how the cousins and kinsmen of sir launcelot excited him to go out to battle and how they made him ready well well said sir gawaine to launcelot so then thou embraidest me of sir lamorak wit thou well i shall never leave thee till i have thee at such a vow that thou shalt not escape my hands i trust you well enough said sir launcelot and ye may get me i get but little mercy but as the french book saith the noble king arthur would have taken his queen again and have been accorded with sir launcelot but sir gawaine would not suffer him by no manner of mean and then sir gawaine made many men to blow upon sir launcelot and all at once they called him false recreant knight and when sir bors de Ganis, sir ector de maris and sir lionel heard this outcry they called to them sir palamides sir sophia's brother and sir lavaine with many more of their blood and all they went unto sir launcelot and said thus my lord sir launcelot wit ye well we have great scorn of the great rebukes that we heard gawaine say to you wherefore we pray you and charge you as ye will have our service keep us no longer within these walls the wit ye well plainly we will ride into the field and do battle with them for ye fair as a man that were afeard and for all your fair speech it will not avail you but wit ye well sir gawaine will not suffer you to be accorded with king arthur and therefore fight for your life and your right and ye dare alas said sir launcelot for to ride out of this castle and to do battle i am full loath then sir launcelot spake on high unto sir arthur and sir gawaine my lords i require you and beseech you sithen that i am thus required and conjured to ride into the field that neither you my lord king arthur nor you sir gawaine come not into the field what shall we do then said sir gawaine is this the king's quarrel with thee to fight and it is my quarrel to fight with thee sir launcelot because of the death of my brother sir gareth then must i needs unto battle said sir launcelot now wit ye well my lord arthur and sir gawaine ye will repent it whensoever i do battle with you and so then they departed either from other and then either party made them ready on the morn for to do battle and great purveyance was made on both sides and sir gawaine let purvey many knights for to wait upon sir launcelot for to overset him and to slay him and on the morn at undern sir arthur was ready in the field with three great hosts and then sir launcelot's fellowship came out at three gates in a full good array and sir lionel came in the foremost battle and sir launcelot came in the middle and sir bors came out at the third gate 
thus they came in order and rule as full of noble knights and always sir launcelot charged all his knights in any wise to save king arthur and sir gawaine chapter thirteen how sir gawaine jousted and smote down sir lionel and how sir launcelot horsed king arthur then came forth sir gawaine from the king's host and he came before and proffered to joust sir lionel was a fierce knight and lightly he encountered with sir gawaine and there sir gawaine smote sir lionel throughout the body that he dashed to the earth like as he had been dead and then sir ector de maris and other more bare him into the castle then there began a great stour and many people were slain and ever sir launcelot did what he might to save the people on king arthur's party for sir palamides and sir bors and sir Sophia overthrew many knights for they were deadly knights and sir blamore de ganis and sir bleoberis de ganis with sir belanger le Bus, these six knights did much harm and ever king arthur was nigh about sir launcelot to have slain him and sir launcelot suffered him and would not strike again so sir bors encountered with king arthur and there with a spear sir bors smote him down and so he alighted and drew his sword and said to sir launcelot shall i make an end of this war and that he meant to have slain king arthur not so hardy said sir launcelot upon pain of thy head that thou touch him no more for i will never see that most noble king that made me knight either slain ne shamed and therewithal sir launcelot alighted off his horse and took up the king and horsed him again and said thus my lord arthur for god's love stint this strife for ye get here no worship and i would do mine utterance but always i forbear you and ye nor none of yours forbeareth me my lord remember what i have done in many places and now i am evil rewarded then when king arthur was on horseback he looked upon sir launcelot and then the tears brast out of his eyen thinking on the great courtesy that was in sir launcelot more than in any other man and therewith the king rode his way and might no longer behold him and said alas that ever this war began and then either parties of the battles withdrew them to repose them and buried the dead and to the wounded men they laid soft salves and thus they endured that night till on the morn and on the morn by undern they made them ready to do battle and then sir bors led the forward so upon the morn there came sir gawaine as brim as any boar with a great spear in his hand and when sir bors saw him he thought to revenge his brother sir lionel of the despite that sir gawaine did him the other day and so they that knew either other futured their spears and with all their mights of their horses and themselves they met together so felonously that either bare other through and so they fell both to the earth and then the battles joined and there was much slaughter on both parties then sir launcelot rescued sir bors and sent him into the castle but neither sir gawaine nor sir bors died not of their wounds for they were all holpen then sir lavaine and sir ur prayed sir launcelot to do his pain and fight as they had done for we see ye forbear and spare and that doth much harm therefore we pray you spare not your enemies no more than they do you alas said sir launcelot i have no heart to fight against my lord arthur for ever meseemeth i do not as i ought to do my lord said sir palamides though ye spare them all this day they will never con you thank and if they may get you at a vale ye are but dead so then sir launcelot understood that they said him truth and then he strained himself more than he did aforehand and because his nephew sir bors was sore wounded and then within a little while by evensong time sir launcelot and his party better stood for their horses went in blood past the fetlocks and there was so much people slain and then for pity sir launcelot withheld his knights and suffered king arthur's party for to withdraw them aside and then sir launcelot's party withdrew them into his castle and either parties buried the dead and put salve unto the wounded men so when sir gawaine was hurt they on king arthur's party were not so orgulous as they were to forehand to do battle 
of this war was noised through all christendom and at the last it was noised afore the pope and he considering the great goodness of king arthur and of sir launcelot that was called the most noblest knights of the world wherefore the pope called unto him a noble clerk that at the time was there present the french book saith it was the bishop of rochester and the pope gave him bulls under lead unto king arthur of england charging him upon pain of interdicting of all england that he take his queen dame guenevere unto him again in accord with sir launcelot End of book twenty chapters ten to thirteen read by Nathan at antipodeanwriter dot wordpress dot com